0: Welcome back, everybody. This is the 41st episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I am really grateful to all the moms who have emailed me and told me they are enjoying my podcast. And by the way, if my podcast has been helpful to you, I'd love it if you could give me a five-star review on iTunes so other moms can find this podcast. So one of the moms who emailed me asked me, Has your teen ever said anything to you like, oh my gosh, mom, you are the only one who won't let me stay out till name a time or mom, everyone else is drinking or vaping. So why can't I? I think most teens have said something to their moms like, mom, you're the only one dot 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 and everyone else is doing it dot dot dot. So why do they all say this? Well, it's a tactic that teens from all over the planet use to try to get their way. They use this when they think they can manipulate you and push you to get their way. They can pick up on your doubt, even if it's just a little bit of doubt. In other words, they know when you are not 100% clear about your decision. This opens the door for you to be bombarded by a variety of different tactics and, quote, everyone else is doing it is just one of them. If one tactic doesn't work, and you don't give in to that tactic, well, they will try another. Now, I love talking about this when I'm speaking to groups of moms. And this tactic is really absurd if you think about it. Like, moms don't ever talk to each other. I mean, oh my gosh, that's the first thing we do when we're not really sure of what we should do. Um, like, you know, should our teens stay out later or go to the movies by themselves, etc.? I mean, right, I mean, we check in with our friends and with our husbands or partners. We want reassurance that we're doing the right thing. And after we have weighed in with the other parents, we totally know we are not the only one who is setting limits with their teens. Now, the you're the only one and everyone else is doing it tactic only works when we are not 100% clear about what the right thing is to do. And the reason we're not clear is, one, the moving target syndrome, and two, we are in mother fog. See, the reason clarity is so important is that it reduces drama because we don't get hooked in all of these teenage tactics. So let's look at the first reason moms aren't clear, the moving target syndrome. What makes parenting hard is that by the time you finally get clear about your rules and boundaries for your preteen or teen, They graduate or have a birthday or start a new school year. They start middle school or graduate from middle school and start high school. Or they just turned 16 and can drive. Or they just turned 18 in the fall semester of their senior year. And then your teens start to push because of this milestone. And then you have to question your rules all over again. And this is normal. Teens are supposed to push and parents are supposed to set boundaries, thus the joy of parenting a teen. In other words, the reason why clarity is hard is your teen is a moving target. And what was clear yesterday is not clear today. I have talked to several moms this week about what they should do with their teens this summer. One mom's son is now 14. He's in that in-between place between the summer camps and like doing internships. So mom was asking me, should you just let him sleep in because he could sleep till 2 p.m. And he'd probably be up till 3 a.m. playing computer games. Another mom's daughter just turned 16, and she wants to stay out till midnight every night during the week. Like, mom, I don't have school, and I don't have anything during the day, so why can't I? So when your son or daughter Can tell that you're not completely clear, they will start pushing because he is clear that he wants to sleep in as late as he wants and and stay up till 3 a.m. playing computer games. And she's clear that she wants to be out with her friends till as late as she wants every night of the week. So here's another reason moms are not clear Mother Fog versus Clarity. So, what is Mother Fog? Well, simply said, it's a brain fog. Busy schedules have become the norm in our culture. We live our lives at 90 miles per hour, speeding through our days, trying to get everything done. We end up multitasking only to find ourselves landing in mother fog. We splatter our attention between home, yard, kids, work, spouse, friends, parents, religion, volunteer activities. It is no wonder we can end up staring inside our refrigerator for several minutes in a complete trance. So I am no stranger to Mother Fog. I know that I am in Mother Fog when I am talking to someone on the phone while simultaneously walking around the house looking for my phone. Yes, my phone is right next to my ear as I am looking for it throughout the living room and bedroom and bathroom. I thought, oh my gosh, there's something seriously wrong with me until every time I talked to a group of moms, I found out that many moms do the same thing. So another example of Mother Fog is that I had this beautiful custom-made ring that I treasured, and then I was so upset because I couldn't find it. I looked everywhere for that ring. I mean everywhere. Everywhere or so I thought. So two months later, my daughter came over and she said, Oh, my gosh, mom, why is your ring in the freezer? It's been there forever. And I said, like, what? And I looked in the freezer. And there was this beautiful custom ring sitting on the top of the frozen spinach. And I have no idea how it got there, except I must have been rushing around, and I must have been throwing something into the freezer, and so my ring came off and landed on the frozen spinach. So there are many reasons for mother fog, exhaustion, fear, pressure, but the root problem is that we've lost our center and disconnected from ourself. We're no longer anchored in our mind, body, and spirit. We're tossed about on the waves of everyone's expectations for us. So when you are in mother fog, you're at a disadvantage. Your son or daughter has the upper hand because they are crystal clear about what they want. They're clear about what they want to do on the weekend, the kind of clothes they want, what they can do with their boyfriend or girlfriend, how late they want to stay out, how to spend their time. Their clarity will trump your fog every time. Okay, so remember this. It's really important. What your daughter is not clear about is what's important to you. She feigns being foggy about when her assignments are due, whether he has homework, or what her chores are, and mother fog opens the door to drama. Here's why. Your son or daughter knows when you're in mother fog and will try to take advantage to do what they want. They have an arsenal of tactics to get you to see things their way. You're the only one and everyone else is doing it is just one of the tactics. They'll use forceful tactics and argue with you. Why won't you let me go to the party? Throw a drama fit. She'll slam doors, sulk about, follow you around the house, badger you to let let her go. Seriously, Mom, I have to go to this party. They'll shame and belittle you. Mom, you're such a loser. Just because you don't have a social life doesn't mean that I shouldn't. They can threaten you. If you don't let me go to the party, then fine. I won't go to school. I don't care anymore. They'll punish you. She'll let you know that she's unhappy. I hope you're happy because you've ruined my life. Withhold her attention. She'll avoid you, hide in her room. And if you ask her a question, she will give you that one-word answer and eye-roll. Fine. They can use logical tactics. And use comparison. And this is what I was talking about. Well, every other mom is letting my friends go to the party, but me and even dad thinks it's fine. Um, they can prosecute you. Give me one good reason why I can't go to the party. They'll try to be reasonable. Mom, I know that you don't want me at a party without adult supervising, But John and his friends will be there. John is the host, the 20-year-old brother that's supposed to reassure a mom. All right, they can try to manipulate you. Mom, no one likes me but Beth. If I don't go, then Beth won't be my friend, and I won't have any friends at all. And if you cared about me, and if you want me to have friends, you'd let me go. And if when all else fails, they can pull out the nice tactics and be complimentary, like, Hi, Mom, have you lost weight? That dress looks great. Can I go to the party? They can even be helpful. Hey, Mom, can I mow the lawn and edge it? I'd like to go to the party. They'll bargain. I'll clean the bathroom, I'll do the dishes, I'll even clean out the garage if you'll let me go to the party. And when you are in mother fog, your daughter's tactics or your son's tactics can wear you down. Because you don't have any reserves, you are more likely to give in, you just want the drama to go away. Okay, let's talk about how you can get clear. One, First of all, clarity is not based on consensus. Okay, let's talk about the tactic, Mom, you're the only one who won't let me do blank and everyone else else is doing it. That tactic is based on consensus. The premise is if everyone else is doing it, it must be okay. And there's a psychological phenomena called social contagion. And that is not a good thing. Tobacco companies are definitely aware of this principle and have made billions of dollars off of teenagers. Dr. Dave Walsh states, Let's start with a history lesson. We've known since the tobacco lawsuits in the mid-1990s that tobacco companies historically targeted children and teens in their promotion efforts. Though they didn't know the brain science then, They did know the statistics. Their market research showed that if young people turned 18 without smoking, the odds were 5 to 1 that they never would. Most habitual smokers began to smoke when they were teenagers. Though many teens have stopped smoking cigarettes, this has been replaced by vaping. And this actually may be even more harmful to teens, and here's why. Teens will often say, You know, Mom, everyone's vaping, and it's not bad for me because I'm not smoking. So it's not a big deal. Now, it may be true that many teens are vaping in the school, but clearly consensus does not make it right. Actually, more teens get hooked on nicotine through vaping because teens don't think it is as bad as smoking, so more teens are doing it. And there are high schools in Houston that have a high school version of a sorority and fraternity. They're unofficial clubs that are not sponsored by the high school, yet some of these have been around for at least 40 years or more. Because there is no adult supervision, the culture of these high school sorority and fraternity type clubs is binge and dangerous drinking, drugs, And abusive and shaming initiations. And the scary thing is that it's perceived as a cool thing to be part of these clubs. And um, it's also seen as helpful in getting into a college fraternity or sorority. This consensus in these clubs is that binge drinking and driving intoxicated to these field parties is just fine, and that their initiations are just fine. Like, having a freshman girl stand on a diving board with a bumper sticker covering her breasts while wearing a thong. She stands there while she's being interrogated about her sexual experiences, not only in front of the girls in her club, but also with teen boys sitting on the roof of the house watching. They think this is also just fine. This initiation has been going on for decades. This is horrible, degrading, shaming, and dangerous. And yet the consensus of the teens is that it's just fine. And here's the scary thing, is that many moms will turn a blind eye to what's really going on in these clubs and encourage their sons and daughters to be part of this club because of its perceived status symbol. These parents think that being part of this club will get their son or daughter into a good sorority or fraternity in college. So you can be blinded by consensus. You can be influenced against your better judgment by consensus. And it can be dangerous and not healthy. Your clarity should not be based on consensus. And here's another reason to not base decisions on consensus is that each child and situation is unique. Our teens are at different points in their emotional and psychological maturity. Just because your teen is 16 doesn't mean he's ready to drive. Important questions to ask yourself are like, is he responsible enough to drive? Is he trustworthy? I'm a big believer in the leash theory. The leash is how much freedom you're going to give your teen. When your teen demonstrates more responsibility and maturity, you can slowly let the leash of freedom out. If he handles his life with responsibility and maturity, you can extend the leash of freedom a little more. And if at any time they don't handle the freedom well and break your rules or cross your boundaries, you can rein that leash back in where you have more parental control. Because of this, the clarity can't be based on consensus. It's personal. It's based on your values and beliefs. And yes, you want to talk to other parents and you want to talk to professionals and read books and listen to podcasts. I mean, you want to be educated. You want to find a way to be on the same page with the dad. You want to know why you're making the decision to know what the deeper issues are. And then trust your intuition. And yes, clarity takes time, it takes reflection, it takes self-awareness, and it takes getting some space. And some of you may say, well, that sounds like a lot of work. Well, yes, clarity does take work, but it's well worth it. This is the work of parenting. It's good if you know that you're not clear. It's really good because you're paying attention to the many factors at play. Okay, this is really important. If your teen sends you 35 texts in an hour to try to force you into saying yes and says things like, Mom, I need to know now. You don't have to give her an answer. You can say, if you need an answer right now, it will be no. I need time to think about it. And then take as much time as you need to get the clarity you need. So it's okay to take time to get clear. What's not good is just to just cave and say, okay, you can go, when you haven't checked things out and you're just tired of having to deal with an angry teen. It's also not optimal if you just say no to make a quick decision without really thinking through all the details. If there's a way to say yes to some part of what your teen is asking, that's what you want to do. For example, you may not be comfortable having your daughter spend the night at Brandy's house because you know the parents give alcohol to their teens. So you say, I'm sorry you can't spend the night at Brandy's house, but if you want Brandy to spend the night at our house tonight, it's fine. Finding the yes when the immediate answer is no takes time. But taking time to think through this is well worth it. See, the big picture here is... It's not a war between you and your teen. It's not a win-lose game. It can be a win-win. The big picture is that parents should be the teen's prefrontal cortex while the teen's brain is undeveloped. We step in to guide them and set limits so that they can thrive. Teens may feel that parents are the fun busters, but actually we want to set them up to have fun and adventure, but it just needs to be safe. The work of your clarity is well worth it. In other words, your clarity could save your teen's life. Going back to the car, not all 16-year-olds should drive. So questions like, is my son emotionally mature enough to drive? They're key if he has a hot temper and tends to binge drink. So if he does that, he's putting his life and others in danger, even though his other friends are driving. You know, he may need a couple more years before he's ready. So here's another huge reason your clarity is important. Your clarity dials down the drama. When you're clear, your teen can use the, quote, you're the only one and everyone else can tactic, but you won't get rattled. They can use the forceful tactics, but you don't have to retaliate with force. You know, because when you do, that's going to lead to drama. Lots of times, parents will say back to their teen, When you live under my house, you have to play by my rules. And though this is true, these are fighting words and can escalate the situation. If your boss said those words to you, you would quickly find your inner teenager. So instead, you can calmly say, You know, I'm clear, you're not ready, and that's not going to work, and here's why. But here's what would work. When you're clear, the logical and even nice tactics won't work because you're grounded and anchored to your deep truth. And when you are that grounded, you don't need to yell or get angry. You can even be pleasant because you are that clear. You can still like your teen when you are clear. See, the reason moms lose it and get angry and fall into the drama trap is is that we aren't clear and we feel powerless to stop our teen's tactics. You can calmly say, I know you really want to spend the night at Brandy's and you don't understand why I won't say yes and you are really upset about this, but the answer is still no. Brandy can spend the night at our house. I'd love that. But I'm 100% clear on this decision. Or another example, I know that most of your friends have their driver's license, but I am clear that you are not ready to drive. Last week you punched a hole in the wall. You get angry really quickly. You've come home several nights intoxicated this past year. Driving is a big privilege and it takes a certain level of responsibility and maturity to drive because you could kill someone or yourself. But you can work towards getting your driver's license. I think it'd be a good idea for you to see a therapist, for you to work on your anger issues and binge drinking. And I see that you're really angry right now as I'm talking to you, and you're having a hard time controlling your temper and your actions. So you need to be able to execute self-control when you're driving. And I'm really clear about this. See, you can stay grounded even in front of a very angry teen and hold your power, not lose your temper, not yell when you are clear. See, teens are going to use their tactics, but their tactics won't work when you do the work of getting clear and standing in your clarity. Hey, everybody. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I have some other great resources for you. You can head over to ColleenOGrady.com that has two L's and two E's you can sign up for my Dial Down the Drama triple pack. It's absolutely free. You get a copy of my free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Daughter and Yourself, a free chapter from my best selling and award winning book, Dial Down the Drama Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a guide for mothers everywhere, and you get a free subscription to my weekly easing. I always have a helpful article for you. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For daily encouragement, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady, Dow down the drama. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.